Good morning and welcome to AC23, the podcast for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and joining me this morning is Melinda Walsh, author of Outrunning Age, Meeting Midlife with Courage, Compassion, and a Few Blisters. And it's so appropriate that we're kind of talking about this subject on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day, moms out there. (laughs) And welcome, Miss Melinda. Thank you, Pam. It's great to be here with you. So tell me about this book. It's I, I didn't get to read the whole thing, but I okay. read pieces and parts of it. Gotcha. And it's a very personal story. It's very personal. Yeah, it came about as a result of a challenge that I set for myself as I was turning 60. Um, I'm a longtime runner, started when I was in my 30s, and just had never really run anything longer than a 5k. Mm -hmm. And I am an ordinary runner. There are a lot of ordinary athletes out in the world, but we still try to do the best that we can. And as I was approaching 60, I thought about what does it mean to get older? And how do I want to be as I get older? And my nephew, as I mentioned in the book, uh, Brandon, was an ultra runner. And I watched him go from being able to do 10Ks to a marathon to an ultra run, which is longer than a marathon distance, which is 26.2 miles. I don't and- can't even wrap my head around that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, your, I'm, I'm your walk the one mile fun run girl. <laughs> there you go. Uh, So it is. It's a big thing to wrap, you know, your head around. And I was intimidated at first by doing the idea of a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. And uh, I just started looking at training programs. And when I started, Pam, I didn't know if I could do it. I didn't know if I'd be able to. And I just Mm -hmm. said, well, let me just see what happens. And so I found a training program uh, via the New York Times. They have an athlete section, a runner section, and a lot of really good information about how to start running if that's something that you want to do. And so I started with this training program and ran into a lot of obstacles along the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things, I, I got injured. I, um, I was working out with a trainer and he had an idea to do a one-legged squat, which is a really dumb idea for somebody my age. And oh my it set me back for quite a few months until I got physical therapy. And uh, and so what the book really ended up being about, Pam, was not so much about the training program of running. Mm-hmm. It's about training our minds to meet the years ahead. And how do we want to be as we get older? Yeah. Because as you know, you know, life brings surprises yes, and not all of them are great. No, nope. <laughs> you know, it's a surprise. There's, it's not necessarily a good surprise. <laughs> right, right. And so how do you, how, what, what kind of mindset can you develop to be able to regain your balance mm-hmm. after some of these things happen? So we had a little flood in the Baton Rouge area. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Got a little wet. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you flood or did you? My son did. Your son. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, almost everyone I know, Pam, had either flooded or had someone yeah. whose lives were upended, you know, because of this. And uh, I had 17 family members that, oh, wow. that, that flooded, including my mom, who was 85. And she gave me the best lesson on resilience that day when we went to go rescue her as the water was three feet inside her house. Yeah. We had borrowed a boat to come 
to come get her. Mm -hmm. And as she got in the boat, she got her a few clothes, some important papers, the photographs, medications. And we weren't even back to dry land at, at this point when she looked back at the house and she said, well, I've done everything I could do. There's nothing left to do. All right, let's get on with it. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. What a great attitude. No drama, no big breakdown, Just, no why yeah. me. So I had a really great teacher. Yeah. I uh, I kind of learned from my son during that, too. Oh. And uh, that he uh, he got out and in the news business and mm-hmm. directed the newscast while he watched his world go underwater. Oh, my wearing gosh. Wearing flip-flops and... <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on, and, a, huh? and, a, and the T-shirt and the shorts he had on when he evacuated, when he <laughs> got out. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so you go, okay, that's my boy. I mm-hmm. ra- <laughs> yeah, raised him well. <laughs> He's got, he does have news blood in, in his blood. <laughs> this is true. <gasps> so, yeah, so it's... So, Living that yeah. and doing that, and but then putting it on paper to yeah. share with the world. That's uh-huh. another. It takes courage to run and set those goals, but then it takes courage to put it all out there for everybody to see. Yeah. How, yeah. Why did you do that? Why? Yeah, really? <laughs> what possessed what? you? <laughs> I'm not really sure. Sometimes I scratch my head and I go, oh my gosh, did I really write that in the book? Because I was pretty open. I yeah, was, you, uh, you uh, were very yeah, open. I, I, you know, I don't know, Pam. Uh, honestly, I think it was because this was my story. Mm-hmm. This was how I had lived it. And so when I wrote, um, I wrote with the help of a book coach who kind of helped me organize my content and things like that. Yeah. And I made an outline. And I said, well, let me just write this story and that story and this story and that story. And then when it was all done, I put it together and then I looked to publish it. And it was only afterwards when the book, when I was holding the book, I went, why did I put that in there? (laughs) That was kind of (laughs) crazy. You know, but I think, you know, Brene Brown is one of my inspirations. And I don't know if you follow her or aware of her or not, but um, she is a teacher, a researcher on vulnerability and shame. And which sounds like a, a topic that everybody wants to avoid, but really that's part of the cur- the courage in the title because it takes courage to be vulnerable. It takes courage to admit when you've done something and screwed up or yeah. you tried your best. And I wrestled with that in my book because um, I've always been, I don't know, I guess you would call me type A. If I'm going to do yeah. something, I want to do it as the best that I possibly can be. And that can be a big pressure that I put on myself. And part of, I had a hesitation in the middle of the book about do I really want to try to run a half marathon? And when I say run, for me, it's a run walk. Yeah. And um, and I thought, what if I give it everything and I fail? Yeah. And would that mean that would touch on my deepest fears about myself that what if I'm just not good enough? What if my best isn't good enough? And I can put that on any category and any anything that I try in my life. And so yeah. that was a big thing for me, Pam. Because yeah. I've known you for years. And, yes. And you are somebody who markets and and you know touts the greatness of others so if you can't believe in yourself yes that's kind of hard to do yeah 
Yeah, it, it, it really is. And I think, you know, as a marketer, I'm retired now. It was my professional job to tell the stories of other people. And it just came time in my life to tell my own story. And it didn't feel right to put a mask on it to say that, oh, everything was fine during this process, because it wasn't. I struggled. Mm -hmm. You know, when um, I ran a total, I trained a total of 153 miles, <laughs> which is, I think, from here to Biloxi, maybe. <laughs> Shouldn't I be sitting on a beach by the yeah. time I'd finish this journey with a, a little drink with an umbrella? Yes, well-deserved, <laughs> you know, for sure. And as I was increasing my mileage, because I'm slow, it took me, if I'm going to do if my training program said you're going to do 10 miles today yeah well that takes me two and a half hours so yeah. that's a lot of time to land Not in that my five own minute head. mile girl no yeah <laughs> i'm with you <laughs> five minutes maybe on a bike i don't even know about that <laughs> So it was a lot of time to live in my own head and really become aware of how I talked to myself. And Pam, it wasn't always kind. Yeah. I compared myself to how I was when I was younger. Well, I'm running slower now than I did when I was 30. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> you You're know? 30 years older than you right. were. Right. And sometimes those emotional clouds that you can get in yeah. just really it's hard to to put sense into them but I figured okay I'm out on the road for another what hour and 15 <laughs> minutes here do I really want to spend that time Tearing being hard down. on myself and I tell you one of my one of my wake-up moments and and how I looked at myself um came when I'd actually finished the race I, I I will let spoiler here. You know, I actually she did I actually it. I actually did it. I did it and I survived. Um I ran it was three hours and six minutes and it would have been shorter had I not had to stop and go to the bathroom well, twice. You know. uh, yeah. We're over sixty. We are. You know, Welcome life. to menopause. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And I was a little bummed at myself because I had friends that uh, faster runner friends who did it in two hours, and I have a nephew he does a marathon twice the distance yeah. in just a few minutes longer than mm -hmm. I did. But then it hit me. It's like, okay, I'm not fast, but how did I feel after exercising for three hours? It's like I feel good. I could have done more. And I went, you know, I may not be fast, but by golly, I have endurance. So I think that's one of the keys to being uh, feeling good about yourself as you get older and things mm -hmm. change. It's reframing. You know, how do we tell our story about ourselves to ourselves in a way that emphasizes the positive, the things that we have, instead of the things that we've lost? Okay. One of the things that you gained through this experience was a husband. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about how you met Tom and um, kind of how that falls into this this adventure. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Tom and I are an eHarmony couple. Ooh, <laughs> we actually okay. met online. <laughs> not racing. Not, no. running, not running a race. No, okay. not at all. Not although the he... lakes at LSU. <laughs> <laughs> no, although I have to give him credit for being my biggest teammate supporter for everything I do in life, but in particularly in running. Uh, yeah, we met on eHarmony, and uh, our first date, 
uh, was in 2011. And for those of you that aren't familiar with how a dating site, particularly eHarmony, works, you start with minimal communication. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a series of tiers that you go through if there's someone that you'd like to get to know better. So you start with one word answers, and then you get multiple choice, and then you can have more open communication. And it takes about two or three days, depending on how often someone checks their email. And so by the time that we had decided that we'd like to meet, he invited me to dinner. And I went, great. He goes, how about Monday? And I said, that's fabulous. Well, what neither of us realized was that Monday was Valentine's Day that oh, year. It. <laughs> so it was like, oh, my gosh, the pressure. <laughs> to no, have your... no pressure here. <laughs> I know. So we were sitting there going, oh, my gosh, all of the restaurants have gotten to be busy. Yeah. You know, everything that's, you know, nice and white tablecloths. And so we went, okay, where are we going to go? You know where he suggested? Zippies. I love it. A converted garage station Gas on station, Perkins Road. It. it was perfect. <laughs> and so the sweet thing you about were not, you were not stressed. You were not rushed because no. we got the second no. come. So get out of my <laughs> right. restaurant. There was not a crowd. <laughs> and the nicest thing about it is that every year since we have been back to Zippy's on our anniversary. And my favorite year, we always tell the people that are working there, yeah. they put little hearts in salsa on my. Uh, tortilla chips i love it it's like happy anniversary <laughs> wasn't that cute <laughs> so this year will be our 10th year anniversary oh wow mm-hmm. well happy anniversary early thank you <laughs> were you a june bride going back to the second go round? uh no we were um october 26th okay, a fall bride yeah it was a fall bride okay. yeah and yeah. uh it turns out i didn't know this but that was my mater my paternal grandmother's birthday oh wow okay. yeah so tell me something else you learned through this process about yourself. You know, I got feedback from good friends who have read the book, and one of them gave me feedback about myself that surprised me, Pam, and I just didn't know this about myself. Um, she goes, uh, you never give up. And I went, what do you mean never give up? She goes, you just kept going. You kept trying to do this. And I think what the, I didn't see myself that way mm-hmm. as somebody who perseveres, as somebody who's resilient, who falls down and gets back up, because I realized I give up so many times during the process on the way to not giving up. You know, I I gave up mentally when I had my first knee injury. I gave up when the flood happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe this won't happen. I gave up when I didn't think my attitude was could bring me to success. I thought I was afraid of failing, trying, yeah. and, you know, like I had talked about earlier. And so that just surprised me about myself. And I thought, maybe I don't give up. You know, this is my sixth attempt at writing a book that I thought was good enough to publish. So I guess that's what surprised me. And I think that we are all capable of doing more than we think we are. Yeah. You know, our idea of ourselves sometimes is smaller than our capacity. And uh, and I can certainly say that about myself. So I kind of live in challenges now. I signed mm-hmm. up for a second uh, a half marathon at the Louisiana Marathon okay. this coming January. I'm running with a friend of mine. And my challenge to myself is to run a little bit more of it than I was able to last time. And so I think now that I've embraced 
that concept of myself as somebody who doesn't give up. You know, that even despite feeling like I've given up many times on the Mm -hmm. way to not giving up, if that makes any sense, that was what surprised me the most. I kind of agree with your friend. I don't. Do you? Yeah. I don't think you're somebody that gives up. You can't do what you did as a marketing person who tells mm-hmm. other people who gets yeah other people to tell other people's stories yeah cuz you have to be very persistent to do that that yeah so, that's true so you don't give up yeah. you also went through a divorce yes and yes. having done that mm-hmm. that you pick yourself up and you go on so you, that takes a whole lot of persistence as well. It does. It, it, thank you for that, uh, because it, it really does. And I think like probably a lot of us out there, we don't give ourselves credit yeah. you know, for what we do. One of the, one of the biggest shifts, uh, I guess, in my thinking about life came when uh, my friend Bert Fife was yes. dying. And I know that you know yeah. knew Bert and a lot of your listeners uh, knew her as well. One of the most amazing people yes. that I've ever she known. Was a sweetheart. And uh, my best friend. We talked every morning at nine o'clock, <laughs> no, no matter what. And I think she would be very proud of you. For I this. think she would too. Thank you. Um, when she was declining, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a huge sadness. And that she became was diagnosed about the time that I was getting to know Tom. So on one hand, I had this very sad thing happen, and on the other hand, I had this exciting, wonderful thing happening, mm-hmm. and both feelings kind of at the same time. And I found myself one day realizing that I was trying to get sad enough to bring Bert back. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could just get sad, if I could just take on some of that suffering, then everything would be okay. Yeah. And I went, well, that's not going to work. That's not, <laughs> that's not very effective. <laughs> and then I thought about all of the people who had supported me. A friend had just dropped off meals for me because they thought they knew that I was busy with Bert. Um, all the people who checked in with me by text. Yeah. And I realized there was so much to be grateful for. And it shifted how I looked at grief, Pam, because I went, you know, even in the midst of grief, let it happen. I'm, yeah. I don't want to try to squish a no. feeling because it will come back in a different way. Yes, it will. <laughs> but to remember that in the midst of loss, that there's also a lot of things to be grateful for. And I think that getting, acquiring years, as we acquire years, we're also going to acquire loss. We will lose friends. We will lose parents. uh, We will lose function, you know, things that are important to us. And I think that the the real trick is to still find things to be excited about life, about, to be curious about new experiences, and to grieve what needs to be grieved, but also appreciate the things that you really you that know, you still of, have. One of my favorite lines, and uh, and there are so many quotable lines from Steel Magnolias, but mm. one is that my favorite emotion is laughter through tears, Aww. and being able to find those little silver linings and and remember walking into the funeral home for visitation for Bart with you, and you looking at and she said she would just be so pissed off. All of her friends are here, and she's missing it. <laughs> that summed it up. And we, we walked in laughing, and I thought, people are going to think we've lost our mind. But it was like, and it was true of it. Yes, she is really she, mad. She, I agree. But then it was like, oh. she is here with us for this. Mm-hmm. But no finding doubt. those little moments mm-hmm. that you can find those 
moments of joy in yes. those moments of trials and tribulation. Yes. That's what picks you up and mm-hmm. gets you from point A to point B. It does. I completely agree. So when you're not writing books and you're not running, what does Melinda do? <laughs> there may not be much <laughs> after that. Um, today is Mother's Day, and uh, I did not have children of my own, but when Tom and I got married, I acquired three of his children okay. who are absolutely wonderful. Uh, we joke about not calling each other step, like yeah. a stepmother or a stepdaughter yeah. or stepson, because they're really my friends. Sure. And I now have seven grandchildren. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and one of my favorite stories was when um, the oldest grandchild came to me and she said, uh, she was probably 11 at the time, and she goes, Miss Melinda, um, now that you and Papa are engaged, we had a family meeting, and I'm thinking, am I going to get thrown off the island here? <laughs> and she said, we need a grandmother name for you. And she said, we you're we liked Papa, we liked the alliteration, but you're really not a mama no, type. It's, it's, it's like, like thank you, <laughs> thank you, I did, I did. And she says, we're taking the first two letters of your name and doubling it. How do you? How would you like to be a Mimi? And so that's how I became a Mimi. Isn't that sweet? I love that. Yeah. So I'm spending time with family. Um, I'm really kind of focusing on seeing where the book would take me. Um, I'd like to do speaking, um, you know, on it. Um, And really it's about kind of, I feel like I'm at the end of a chapter and starting a new one. So I don't all the way know what's ahead, but I'm really excited to see what is ahead. So where can our listeners find this book so that they can read it for themselves? Okay. The, probably the simplest place is it's available on Amazon. Okay. And uh, you can search for Outrunning Age, and it, it should pop up. Okay. Um, it is at the Barnes & Noble on City Place. Okay. Um, I'm just now kind of – it's still relatively new, so I'm just now getting it into bookstores. Okay. Yeah. Well, Melinda, thank you so much for joining us, and enjoy your day as Mimi. Thank you. For the rest of Mother's Day. And we appreciate you joining us this morning. And again, happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there and all you Mimi's as well. Uh, And we hope you will be with us next Sunday for AC23. Have a good week.